What's up, everyone? Welcome to the second episode of The Manager, an inside college athletics podcast hosted by yours truly, Connor Martin. We have a very special guest today coming to you all the way from the West Coast, the manager of the Santa Clara men's basketball program, Mr. Sam Wickstrom. How you doing today, my man? I'm doing great, Connor. How are you doing today? You know, we're we're hanging out. Hanging out, just living life. I have to say, though, I'd just like to point that out. That's probably the first time I've heard you say Connor. You've called me Connor, and I, I don't know how long. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't know whether you wanted me to call you Connor for, you know, this interview or whatever. But I don't care. You know, You're good. You, you, know you, are, you are and will always be C-Money to me. So That was the first time. That was really weird. I don't know how I felt I know, about it's, that. <laughs> it felt weird saying it, and I don't want to do it again. So I'm going to call right. you C-Money. All right. Now. We'll go with that. But how are you doing? How's California? I'm doing great. Doing great. California is awesome, man. I love it out here. I missed it when I was home for six months during quarantine. But, um, you know, we had a little fire problem earlier on, but we seem to have gotten that under control a bit. It's uh, a lot less smoky out here. Um, it's perfect fall weather right now. Wake up and it's, you know, 50 degrees. And by the end of the day, it's 70, 75. So it's, it's been perfect out here. So no complaints from me and school is going well. So. That's awesome. That is awesome. And how's basketball going? Basketball, unfortunately, I am not allowed to go to practice just yet um, due to um, kind of our program rules right now. Um, I'm living off campus, so they're trying to keep the bubble as tight as they can. Um, I miss it. You know, I miss seeing the guys and, and being at practice every day. But um, from what I've heard, everything's going well. So. I'm excited if you were to see on what, campus, if it was a different story, would you be able to go to practice? Uh, yes. Yep. If I was on campus and with the guys and kind of quarantining with them, I would be able to. Um, or if I was even just living off campus with just other basketball people, I'd mm -hmm. be able to. But because I'm living with guys that aren't part of the basketball program, um, I'm not able to. So it's, you know, it's Damn. sad, but, um, you know, got to do what we got to do right now. So. Damn. hopefully things get better and I can I can return for uh for the winter when uh when the season starts so. yeah of course that'd be hype but when's the first game first game uh we haven't come out with that yet the WCC has come out with their schedule but our first non-conference game I'm not sure we haven't seen okay you know I was talking to my boss the other day and he was mm -hmm. saying scheduling is it's tough right, right now I mean you gotta get teams that are close to you and and multiple teams, pretty much, you can't really just go on a road trip and, you know, due to quarantine yeah. rules and, and everything with COVID, it's, it's very difficult right now. Um, so we'll see who we end up playing. I'm, you know, I'm excited. So, yeah, we'll That's see. That's awesome. And just kind of moving on, I mean, I, for all the listeners out there, I've known Sam, it's probably been, what, seven years now? Because we met see, I mean, freshman we, year we, of high school. We knew, I mean, we knew each other before then. That's you know, true. We knew your, of each other your, before your then. Days, of course, your days at St. Anne's and my days mm -hmm. at Our Lady of the Valley. You mm -hmm. know, shout out Uxbridge and, and Douglas and Webster out there. Mm -hmm. um, but we had some battles on, on the basketball court. We did. We that. did. We had, we, some, did. we had some great battles. I think <laughs> you got did. the best of us a lot, but... I think so. I think that uh, was, but you guys would always beat the other teams that we somehow couldn't beat. But definitely, you, I think we got a, we took a little bit of a handle on that matchup. Absolutely. You know, I, I blame it on the home court. <laughs> we always played you on your home court, and it was tough. You know, the fans were against us. It was, you know, That's, it was a tough environment to go to go play in. 
So. That's definitely true. And then we moved on to St. John's, and we've been doing fantasy football together for how long? I know, too. We've been doing fantasy football See, together probably like six, seven, probably as long as St. John's, I honestly. This is at least year number six because I remember definitely sophomore year. I yep. can't remember if we if we got one going freshman year. I don't think we did. I think sophomore um, year was really where it started. I think so too. I think so too. But um, I am a, am I a two or three time champ? I can't remember. I think out of the six I don't years, know. I don't know. I'd I'm say probably two, two time. At least two. I'm at least two. I'm going. I'm going for number three this year. Trying to trying to get my the third. The we'll third. We'll see about that here. one. Am I? My my team's looking pretty good, so yeah. <laughs> we'll see about that one. I don't know. And then you ended up in Santa Clara, like we talked about. Tell us how you ended up. How did you end up in Santa Clara? Like, what led you to choosing Santa Clara University? Sure. So honestly, Santa Clara was my fourth option in mm. colleges. Um, my top three were the University of Michigan, um, Villanova, and Davidson College down in mm. North Carolina. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't get into Davidson or Michigan. And then with Villanova, I got deferred. Then I got waitlisted. And I was just kind of, I was kind of done with them. So it was really, for me, it was a choice between Santa Clara and Holy Cross. And uh, the reason I applied to Santa Clara and how I heard about it was my, uh, my older sister, um, she went to Santa Clara Um and then my other older sister went to Santa Clara as well. So, you know, it was starting uh, the family connection. It was a family connection going into it. And then I went and visited when it was uh, Thanksgiving break, our senior year. And I came and visited and it was absolutely pouring out. Let me tell you, see, it was, oh my, it was raining cats and dogs. And that's when California was in a drought. And my dad, to this day, he still says, the drought in California ended when we went and visited. And it's so true. It's so true. The drought absolutely ended. Uh, but my brother TJ surprised us when we were there. Um, and we ended up going to the Patriots game because they were playing the Niners that weekend. Um, we saw Tom Brady get a win in his hometown in, yes, uh, you know, in, in, in the Bay Area there. And, um, and after the game, I saw a big rainbow. And, you know, I felt like that was a big sign for me. Um, so I ended up coming to Santa Clara. It was really between Santa Clara and Holy Cross, like I was saying before. And, um, you know, it was, do I want to go across the country or do I want to stay close to home, you know, 15, 20 minutes from home and, and do that. And, um, you know, I chose Santa Clara, took a big leap and it was a lot easier knowing that my family was out here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if I would have been able to take that leap if, you know, Teresa and and, and Katie weren't, weren't uh, already here, but uh, yeah. And I just, I fell in love with the school when I came and visited. I mean, so gorgeous, you know, palm trees all over the place and just the mission church in the center of, of campus is so beautiful. And, you know, I, I also knew I wanted to be a manager. So, mm. you know, I was choosing between Patriot league and, and WCC. the West coast conference. And, you know, I think the West Coast Conference is just a little bit better than the Patriot League. Well, I think you made so. a good choice, especially with Holy Cross losing to a D3 school last year. <laughs> I, I totally agree. I can't imagine what, what my life would be like if I went to Holy Cross. It would be, it would be crazy. And you said you were a manager. So how did you end up finding, like, how did you get that role? What, what led you to wanting to be like, oh, I want to be a manager of a D1 basketball team? Sure, sure. So um, I 
actually was talking to my dad's good college buddy, Greg Burke. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was telling him about my ambitions um, to work for a basketball program because I've loved basketball since, you know, since I was little. It's, it's been my favorite sport. And uh, so I, I knew I wanted to to help out in any way that I could. So Greg was telling me that, uh, you know, a lot of these Division One programs offer manager positions. So, you know, equipment manager. Um, so I was like, yeah, I might as well try that out. So after I got into Santa Clara, Greg had sent an email to my boss at the time, George, and uh, we set up an interview when I was um, here in Santa Clara for orientation. Um, and yeah, I just got, got to talk to him and he offered me the position and, and I took it and, you know, I've loved it ever since. And, yeah. you know, I... I'm so glad that I did it. It's been, it's been one great ride. So that's awesome. And what's the next step? Is there a next step after being a manager? Yeah. Um, I've been thinking a lot about that and, um, you know, a graduate assistant would be, you know, the logical next step for a lot of managers that want to continue on into coaching. And, um, I've been having a lot of talks with uh, my former boss, George, who's now at, um, at Cincinnati, and then my current boss, Donovan. Um, and, you know, it's, it's going to be a difficult choice, especially with COVID this year, not sure how many positions are going to be open. Um, so it's just whether or not I want to go into coaching. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, is, that, is there like do you want to work in sports in the future? Is that kind of like a grad assistant kind of just get your grad degree and move on? Or are you not really, is that kind of still up in the air? Yeah, that's still up in the air. You know, I would love to work in sports. Um, but I'm, I've also been doing a lot of legal work when I've been home. Um, and I think sports law would be very cool as well. You know, whether that's working for um, the legal department within a sports program, whether that's working for the legal department for um, an entire league, or um, even just on the agent side for, for the players, you know, uh, negotiating contracts um, and stuff like that. So um, that's kind of where my head's at right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, hope, hopefully we'll see. Um, I've been looking at a lot of law schools. So, yeah, we'll see what's next. That's awesome. I, I yeah. wish you the best in your next endeavors. Yes. I know. Thank you very much. That, that means a lot to you. And I know we've seen – We've seen you working in sports and your love for the passion for basketball. So I hope that you're able to find that Absolutely. grad role next. I know it's very hard, especially in COVID environment right now. I mean, I check the job boards every day looking mm-hmm. for GA roles and you just don't know what you can find. It's, you know, it's so tough this year. It's so tough this year. The, the competition's going to be, you know, so superior and, and, and the number of spots is just going to, you know, all these schools, they can't take the, the financial loss that they've taken and still be able to afford the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the number of GAs that, that, that they've been affording. So, you know, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. You've got to play it by ear, you know? Absolutely. And, I mean, what's, what's the favorite part of being a manager? Like what is, what sticks out to you? If you were to tell someone, Hey, be a manager, what would you tell them to like your favorite part to convince someone to be a manager? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my favorite part, I feel like I have a couple. Um, 
Number one is being able to travel with programs. Um, I know there are some programs around the country that um, don't travel their managers. Um, but if traveling is part of the job, it makes it a thousand times better. Oh, I totally agree um, with you, you on know, that. Totally agree. It's, it's so cool just to be able to, you know, take, take a flight to another city, check into a hotel. And even though you still have a job to do, you know, you still, you still have some free time to, to go out and, and check out, you know, some cities that normally you wouldn't be, you know, you wouldn't go to like, you know, for me, um, I've been to BYU. So Provo, Utah there, I would, why else would I go to Provo, Utah other than to go to, to a, a basketball game exactly um or even spokane washington to go play gonzaga so you know those those are some some small towns that not a lot of people have been to um but uh, you know they're really cool to check out um and then not to mention you know we get the the nice food on the road and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we get and you get to go into other people's environments and especially in the wcc you know i think we have two of the top um atmospheres in college basketball in our conference between BYU which holds 20,000 people which is more than the TD Garden I mean I was gonna say that's a big number for college athletics for college basketball it's it's huge I mean you you go in there and you look around and you're like oh my goodness this place is literally an NBA arena it is so big and the crowds that they draw are huge I mean they fill it up every single game um and then also Spokane, I mean, that place is is rocking. I mean, if you see it on television, let me tell you, like I was getting goosebumps, you know, the floor is shaking at the start of the game with the, and they, they have the student section right in the middle. So like, you're just looking at them and they're just right all in the middle here. And they're just yelling at you and just, oh, it's, it's a crazy, crazy atmosphere. That's wild. Um, I can only imagine. So, you know, I think traveling is definitely a huge part. And then also, I also like the nitty gritty stuff. Like, I love going in to rebound for guys at 10 p.m. at night and on a Wednesday. Like, it's, it's awesome. Like, I'm, I'm making this guy better. Um, you know, we, we, we had a, a player who, was, uh, who ended up redshirting last year, and I would rebound for him probably three or four times a week, and it would always be late at night. And, you know, the conversations that you had, and just just knowing that you're making a difference in mm. the in the tiny things is just so so amazing. Because then then they go out on the court and they and they perform, and you're like, wow, like that's you know we worked on that shot a thousand times. Yeah, and that's that's you know practice makes perfect. So that's practice. Yeah. So I that's you know awesome. I I love the nitty gritty. That's awesome. That's really cool. I can definitely agree with you on the travel part. I mean, we don't get a fly off, obviously. But I mean, I would never thought I would have gone to Juniata, Pennsylvania. Like, where where even is that? Honestly, I I have no idea. Before I even got no there, idea. I had no idea. But I think I definitely think you're right. Being a manager is definitely a fun aspect of a college life, just because you get to experience so much. Absolutely, yeah. And another part that you get to experience, you get to, especially being out in California. I don't get to meet a lot of people at D three volleyball matches, but D one basketball, men's basketball most famous person you met out there kind of give us see, a rundown you've met some famous people see i've met some famous people and i'll i'll start with the the people that you know aren't in the nba right now or aren't you know part of the other college basketball programs that we've seen so i've met 
my freshman year, we were down in USC, and um, guess who was doing our game? Bill Walton himself. Bill Walton. Bill Walton. So he was wearing his tie-dye shirt with, you know, his long khaki pants. And I went up to him afterwards and said, oh, my dad loved watching you in the 80s for the Celtics. And he's like, oh, thank you so much. And he's just – he's – He's a weird dude, but he's a really weird dude. That was definitely, he was the first like famous person that I met on the job. Um, And then sophomore year, um, we had Mississippi Valley State coming into town, into Santa Clara. Mm -hmm. And one of their biggest alumni is none other than the greatest receiver of all time in the NFL, Jerry Rice. So Jerry Rice came in with his own security team and, you know, at halftime, um, my, one of my, one of the other managers and and me went, went up to him and we took a picture. So it's on, it's on my Instagram. Uh, Jerry Rice is holding up his hand with his Super Bowl ring. And uh, it was, he was such a nice guy too. Like we just kind of went up to him. He's like, Hey guys, how's it going? And, you know, you could just tell he was like, he was he was having a great time, even though we were we were beating them pretty good, I think, that day. Um, and uh, let's see, who else? Uh, Ryan Hollins, who uh, played at UCLA for a bunch of years, and he now, well, last year he worked for CBS Sports, and you see him on ESPN from time to time yeah. talking uh, talking NBA. Um, so he's done a couple of our games, and um, a couple of our assistant coaches have worked at UCLA with Ryan Hollins there. Um, so, you know, I've been, been able to meet him a couple times. And then um, lastly, we have uh, Rick Pitino. Oh, so yeah. I've, I've met, I've met Rick Pitino twice now. I met him when we were, uh, it was a Thanksgiving tournament, my sophomore year up in Vancouver. And uh, I met him in the elevator and he was wearing his Minnesota Golden Go- uh, Golden Gopher shirt because his son is the coach uh, in Minnesota. Coach, yeah. and this, I was going to ask, when... how did he end up in Vancouver? He was done at Louisville by that point. By that point, yeah, he was he was done, and he was uh, coaching over in Greece, I think, still at that yeah. point. Um, but but his son was coaching, and uh, actually, our head coach uh, Herb Sendek, he um, was a graduate assistant for Rick Pitino when he was at uh, Providence. Oh, I did not. So... I did not know that. Yeah, so they 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 have a connection that that goes back uh, quite a bit. So you know, Coach Sendak definitely wanted to win that win that game. So, um, well, Coach Sendak isn't no isn't a slouch either. He's quite he's got quite the resume on himself too. Absolutely, Coach Sendak is definitely you know I was uh, he has been at Miami of Ohio, he's been at North Carolina State, and he's mm-hmm. been at. Uh, Arizona State mm-hmm. and you know he's had some players like Julius Hodge and James Harden of course mm-hmm. um, and he's been to the tournament in, in all three of his uh, head coaching uh, spots um, so we're hoping we're hoping soon that that we can get to the tournament that would be um, quite the experience that would be that would be amazing <laughs> um, but yeah back to uh Coach Patino. So I met him in the elevator and I was wearing my Santa Clara hoop shirt and he was mm-hmm. just, he just said, Oh, good luck. Good luck today. I was like, Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Um, and then 
just last year, he came to one of our practices and he talked to our team afterwards. And um, he was talking about his, his coaching days at Louisville and talking about Terry Rozier. Um, and then he was talking about uh, Bill Russell when uh, Coach Bettina was the coach of the Celtics. So Bill Russell came in and, and talked, to his, talked to his team at, at, at one point. And um, so afterwards I went up to him and um, my family is close with Doris Burke, of course, mm-hmm. and, um, and Greg Burke. And they, they both were at Providence College um, around the time that Coach Bettina was there. So I talked to him about my connection there and he said, Oh yeah, Doris Burke used to uh, babysit my kids and, and everything. So uh, yeah. So it was, uh, it was, it was really cool to be able to, to meet him. But, you know, other than those guys, you know, just being able to meet Mark few, the head coach at Gonzaga Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, meeting some current NBA guys like Ruby Hachimura and Mm -hmm. Brandon Clark um, and even just meeting uh, Jordan Ford, uh, who just graduated from St. Mary's. Uh, he's a really cool guy, too. Um, so I think those those guys are definitely the top of my list of who, who I've been able to meet. Got quite the accomplished list there. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I've been I've been very fortunate. That's to, awesome. Uh, to have been able to to meet these people and get this amazing opportunity. You know, being a manager, a division one program gives you a a huge opportunity a to, lot to, of to meet all these people. Yeah. And well, especially out get, in California where there's like a lot of people out there, regardless, a lot of celebrities. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you start making those connections and you never know where, where those connections can take you. So. Yeah. And kind of building off like favorite, what's your favorite story you got so far as a manager? Like if you had to pick one story to tell for the rest of your life, what would the story be? Uh, I've written this story in a couple of my, um, in a couple classes and uh, for, you know, um, some uh, cover letters for Mm -hmm. some jobs. Uh, So we were up in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. Um, So we had flown there that night. It was right after practice. So I had to take our practice jerseys that we wore from that day and I had to take them straight up. I didn't have time to wash them. So we get there and we get to the hotel at probably like 11 p.m., and so I go down and I ask, oh, do you have any laundry services? They say, no, we don't have any on site. Oh, no. Like, oh, well, we have an early practice tomorrow. I got to get these jerseys washed. And, you know, they have, you know, their socks and their spandex and, mm-hmm. and all that good stuff that, that they need washed. Um, so we're like, okay, is there any laundromats around? And they're like, ah, oh, they're all closed by now. Oh no. Okay. So then my, my boss at the time, George and I, we went into our hotel room and we were like, okay, we got to get these washed somehow. So we, uh, we turned on the bathtub and, uh, we took our Tide pods, we broke them open and we were taking the hangers that they give you in the hotel rooms. And we just put all the clothes in the bathtub and we just stirred them around with the hangers. Oh my God. (laughs) They had to get washed. Yeah, they had, they had to, to. So, you know, that's that's part of being a manager. You got um, to improvise. You got to improvise and you got to just think of creative solutions when, when there are none. Um, and so afterwards, after we washed them all, we had to hang them. So we hung them up on the, on, on the rack there. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, we took the uh, the the blow dryer that they leave in all the rooms, and we just blow dried oh them. God. And then we took, and then we we had them send up a couple of, like uh, fans, so we <laughs> just had the fans going all night long to just get them as dry as we possibly could, so that it would be ready for the next day. How long were you guys and, up until? Oh, it was probably by that time, like. 2 a.m. Oh my god. And then goodness. practice is probably at like nine. So we had to get up early, you know, for breakfast and then get over to the to the convention center where we were practicing. And uh it was just a crazy experience. I mean, that was like the most creative solution we've had to come up with. And like, but you gotta do what you gotta do. We had to get it done. The guys had to practice. We couldn't make up any excuses. We just had to had to do it. So yeah. Did any of the players know about this? Um, I'm not sure if they do, honestly, <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, that's George and I definitely know about it. I'm not sure if anybody else knows about it, but, um, you know, those employers that I've sent the story to and a couple of my professors know about it, but yeah. other than that, um, uh, I don't, I'm not sure. That's but, crazy. I mean, it was, it was, it was crazy. See, but that's it what was, being a manager is all about, man. You got to be, do all the dirty work and it goes under and you might not be appreciated for it. That's what it's all about. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's, you know, I've been told many times that, you know, it's, it's a four-year internship, essentially, is what being a manager is about. It's a four-year internship, you know, you get, you get a lot of perks, but at the same time, you got to work hard for them. Oh, yeah. I mean, talk about perks. Whenever I see – I just like to point out to the listeners, whenever I see Sam, he's always wearing something Santa Clara. Santa Clara (laughs) polo, Santa Clara t-shirt, Santa Clara sweatshirt, shoes, sweatpants, anything. Anything. He's always wearing Santa Clara stuff. I mean, I'm not that much different because I'm always repping Mary Wash volleyball. I'm not that much different. repping it right now, see. I'm repping it right now. But, I mean, this kid – always decked out in in Santa Clara gear always absolutely you gotta you gotta spread the word you know I'm I'm, I'm another form of, of advertising you are I mean on, honestly especially on the east coast especially um, yeah. you know wearing wearing around my Santa Clara basketball and people oh what's Santa Clara you know yeah. you, talk, you talk to them about it and um no but I've, I've been very very fortunate very mm-hmm. lucky to uh to have been able to to get some some good some good swagger oh yeah um and a lot of it you know comes from the coaches that, that they just don't want them anymore so they just you know <laughs> hand it off to us that's oh that's like christmas like when christmas, they come it's christmas with, all over again absolutely they come in and they just they say oh cleaned out my closet this weekend here you go managers divide it amongst yourselves yeah that's perfect it's know, manager honestly. christmas i always call it manager christmas i love so gear day fun. i love gear day oh. gear day is one of my favorite days gear day is the best it is awesome. the best and then I kind of – I just love this favorite question because I love picking the mind of other people yeah, and other people. Absolutely. What favorite athlete you've worked with and why? I, I have a good feeling I know who it's going to be, but who? go ahead. Go ahead. Wow. Favorite athlete and yeah. why? Um, Choose I carefully probably, here because I know a few people might be like, oh, he didn't pick me. I know. I know. Um, I have probably – uh, four people in mind that I've had the pleasure of rebounding for. Mm-hmm. Um, number one is my man, Matt Hauser. That's who I thought you were going to go with. Mm-hmm. Maddie Hauser and I have formed a, a great friendship over the years. Um, 
starting when I was a freshman, you know, we would go to the, uh, we would go to the driving range and hit some golf balls pretty much every single night during, during spring quarter, um, you know, during the off season. And, uh, you know, we, we formed a, a very special friendship and I'm, I'm very lucky to, to have known, to have known Matt and he's, he's a great guy. He might be an even better golfer than he is a hooper, which is crazy because he's, he's a division one hooper, but I'm telling you, he's, he's a scratch golfer. He goes out there and he hits bombs. And whew, I mean, I'm like a hundred yards behind him every time that we play. <laughs> um, but then I did have the pleasure of rebounding for Jared Brownridge one time, who if the listeners don't know, Jared Brownridge is um, a Santa Clara alum. He left, um, he was a senior when I was a senior in high school. Um, and he's now in the G League. I'm not sure if he still plays for the for the Delaware um, team, but um, I know when I was rebounding for him, he was talking about his G League um, experiences, and he might be, you know, he's, he's definitely one of the best guys that I've rebounded for. Um, he's an amazing person, and just, you know, he's got, he's got a great smile, and he's just like, super happy to be there and we were super grateful for me to, to, to come in and, 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 uh, you know, help him, help him work out. Um, so that was, that was a really cool experience. I'm hoping to see him in the, in the league soon. Um, he's been putting up some points. He, he wasn't missing anything. I mean, let me tell you, he was just pouring it in from everywhere on the court. Um, and then, you know, some guys, uh, like I was talking about earlier, uh, Miguel, is the uh, the red shirt freshman from last year, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm very excited to see what he can do this year. But you know, we we formed a a pretty special friendship as well. Um, rebounding for him, you know, four or five times a week, um, and he he might be one of the best shooters that I've. I mean, he might be better than Jared. Like he is, he's going to be a problem. He's a baller. He's, he's going to be a problem in the WCC. I can I can promise you that. Um, so I'm excited to see what he does this year, and he's got he's got some good opportunities. Um, we've we had a couple transfers um, with Taj Ed going down to USC, and then Trey Wirtz, um heading over to Notre Dame, and those guys are obviously great shooters too, and I love mm-hmm. rebounding for them. Um, then we you know you have KJ Fagan, who uh, went down to San Diego State, also a great great guy, and uh, then Yosip. Yosef Brankic. That was my second guess. That's who yeah. my second guess would have been. Yeah, of course. I can't. I cannot mention Yosef. He's a great guy. Um, big Toronto Raptors fan, and um, you know he has been just one of those guys. He came in uh, the same year I did, and um, he's just been a force out on the on the, on the court. He's he, he's a leader out there. Um, well, so he was just named WCCC WCC uh, preseason team, right? Yeah, he was named to the to the preseason All uh, WCC team. So I think he got second team last year, or was he an honorable mention? I can't remember. Um, but he, yeah, he's he's an amazing player, and our you know our team kind of kind of runs on him. Um, and he's going to be a big leader. This is his last year, senior year. So, yeah, we'll see what what he can do. I'm very I'm very excited. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. It seems like you met a lot of cool people 
through all yeah. of this and had the, a really awesome experience. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, working with all these great people that um, it makes the job better and it makes mm. it easier. I think definitely, you know, being able to go to work. I mean, you see these guys every single day, you know, you think you'd get sick of them, but you don't because no. you're just, you're, you're having a great time. They're all great people and they, they treat you well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's a big part of it. That so. definitely is. It definitely makes the experience a lot more better. It makes it a lot better. Oh, a hundred percent. Absolutely. And kind of, now we're going to kind of switch, switch subjects. We're going to talk about college athletics as a whole. Yeah. What, what do you think of college athletics in today's climate? I mean, we just saw the news, Trevor Lawrence tested positive for COVID-19. I mean, how, how do you think college athletics has really handled this COVID-19 pandemic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, it's very difficult for them because they have to try to balance their financial status with the safety and health concerns of their players mm-hmm. and coaching staffs. And of course, safety should come above financial gains. But with them losing out on um, revenue from last year's college hoops tournament, you know, it's going to be pretty difficult if they don't have it again um, to to be able to run in the future because they they get a lot of uh, sponsorship money from that and Mm -hmm. tv money from that um so i they're in a very difficult position and it feels like it hasn't really been unified they have you know kind of delegated it to the conferences and then the conferences have kind of, you know, delegated to the schools and it's really based on region. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if that was the best thing to do rather than have kind of one unified, okay, you know, from Massachusetts all the way to California, we're going to have the same protocol, same everything, you know, you got to adhere to these. Yeah. And I think that's, and, that's the problem. I mean, like you said, it's not unified. I mean, look at the ACC, big 12 SEC, and then you look at the Pac-12 and, and the, the Big, Big Ten. Ten, and it's not unified. No, and it's not unified. And, you know, what are you going to do about college football? I mean, you have these teams who are going to play significantly less games than other teams. I mean, how are you going to put up Ohio State versus Clemson? I mean, mm. Ohio State's going to play three or four less games than them. Um, so, uh, you know, if you're – I wouldn't want to be on the college football playoff committee this year, honestly, because no. no. you got to – it's you're going to have a lot of angry people um, depending on what, what the, uh, what the final. Uh, you are. And I, I was an angry person last week because Notre Dame smacked Pittsburgh 45 to three and mm-hmm. they moved down a ranking because Ohio state won uh-huh. and they had and to they, move down a ranking and they moved down. So it's, it's crazy. I'm not, I'm not sure how, you know, how they're going to do it for college hoops. At least that seems to be a little bit more unified because I don't, know of any um conference that is uh bowed out i don't know mm-hmm. if the ivy league bowed out or, or i would only really think of the ivy league conference. right now that would be the only one that would come to mind if they did i don't know if they have but yeah that would be i don't, the only I don't one. yeah I, I can't remember if they cancel all their winter sports as well but um you know i think college hoops will be a little bit better and a little bit more well run yeah. so we'll I, mean, I mean they they need they need college hoops yeah they need it and 
do you want to give can you give people just like an insight of like what are your players doing on like are do they get tested every day what what's going on in that sense sure um so i believe that you know i haven't been around the team so i'm, I'm not really 100 percent sure but um you know our guys just started contact practice um think a week or two ago um i can't remember whenever the nca allowed it um but i believe they get tested three times a week mm-hmm. um and the coaches obviously all, all have to wear masks during practice and you know they have to do social distancing and they you know as i was saying earlier they had to limit the, the amount of people that can come to practice um so i know we don't have a lot of our practice players there you know, we're just, we're following all the rules and trying, trying to be as safe as possible. Um, but at the same time, we're trying to get our guys ready. So, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, we'll I think see. that's, yeah, that's interesting because I know like for us, we're practicing on two separate courts. Obviously it's very different for volleyball, very different, everything, but we can practice on two separate courts. Managers can be there. Managers are treated like a practice player jump in when you need to. And then we got to spray the balls down every 15 minutes, clean the net when we put it away and then clean the net again, just to double check. Only one person can be by the water station and fill up everyone else's water bottles and kind of just, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's been really interesting. Yeah. There he is, the other manager himself. What's up? There he is. We're just talking about, you know, UMW volleyball life. (laughs) So, yeah. Awesome. And then another question, kind of like what, and uh, this is a very controversial one. What's your, what's your take on you on athletes being paid? On athletes being paid. Yeah, oh, college athletes being paid. Are you trying to get me in trouble with, with, <laughs> with my team here? I mean, come on. Now. I'm not sure I can speak to this one. Not. I don't know if I can speak to this one just yet. <laughs> um, you know, California did pass a law that they're going to be allowing players to use their image and likeness. Mm. Um, and, you know, I think it's good, good for the guys to get, you know, a little extra income. Um, you know, I know how hard they work and, um, I see it, you know, every day and, you know, they got to balance the very difficult student athlete life with the, um, you know, student athlete life, you know, student and athlete. I mean, so they get, they got to balance classes with, athletics but at the same time you know we're in a very difficult conference so uh, our guys are always trying to get better and mm-hmm. um but i think we're doing we're doing a good job we're doing a good job with, that's what, with, like with what we have yeah that's what i like to hear and kind of like our final question before we get into the fun part of the episode uh, is what is your advice to people that want to work in college athletics you have a high school senior wants to be involved in college athletics like you and I are, what, what's your advice to them? My advice is go for it. Go for it. I mean, it's at times it's not always going to be fun and it's going to seem like a job, but I think if you, if you go for it and you come in every day, energized, ready to work and ready to help the team get better, then you're mm-hmm. going to see some good results and it's going to, uh, it's going to open a lot of doors for you as well. You know, just, just the connections that you make, um, 
just meeting and it's not even just meeting, you know, like other, other teams, coaches and, and players, but, you know, it's, it's meeting the director of basketball operations for San Diego when they come to practice and I got to open the gym doors for them. It's just, and it's I'm meeting other managers across the country and, and being able to, to set up basketball games with them. Um, just, just making all these different connections um, is going to be helpful later when you're trying to find a job, especially if you're trying to find a job um, in sports. But yeah, my advice is just go for it. Have fun with it. Just be energized, be ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. That's awesome. I appreciate I'm sure a lot of listeners do appreciate the advice because I know I would have appreciated the advice, the advice at that point in my career and my lifetime Absolutely. when at St. John's looking for looking for what college to choose. Absolutely. So now we get to the fun part. We are going oh. to do a draft. We're each mm-hmm. going to pick two teams of the top, our top five basketball players from the WCC. So Sam, sure. you want to give us a rundown of what schools are in the WCC just to give everyone kind of like a heads up? Sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> the WCC right now consists of 10 teams. It is, uh, we have Gonzaga, BYU, um, St. Mary's. Santa Clara, of course, um, Pepperdine, San Diego, Portland, uh, uh, Pacific, and uh, which one did I not get? Did I get San Francisco? I think that was the last one. San Francisco? Okay. Yeah. I can't remember. Uh, but that's just the general idea. A general yeah, idea. Just a general of idea. I mean, it's the West Coast schools. It's a lot of Jesuit uh, run schools, um, on the West coast, kind of the smaller, you know, we're, we're a mid-major conference. Mm-hmm. So it's those schools. Awesome. Well, I'll give you the first pick since you're the guest. So you can pick, oh. there's a big list. There's, a, I mean, you created your own list. I got my list. Oh, I got, I got my list. I've been crafting this ever since you told me that, uh, you know, I'd be, I've had the honor of coming on your podcast here. Um, so I have to go with the most famous Santa Clara alum there is, and that is Steve Nash, of course, from okay. Santa Clara, helped them, uh, with a big upset win against Arizona when they were the 15 seed playing against, uh, the Arizona, the two seed. Um, and we all know Steve Nash, MVP of the NBA, um, just an absolute, I mean, head coach of the Brooklyn Nets now, big time. Head gig. coach to the Brooklyn Nets, yep, that's big time. Um, so hey, maybe he'll bring Jared along. I, that's see. what I was going to ask. Do you think he would? That would be that would be awesome. That'd be awesome to to see two uh, Santa Clara guys on the same team, but also the head coach of the of the Atlanta Hawks, Lloyd mm. Pierce, is also a Santa Clara alum. So yes. we got we got a lot of Santa Clara people in the NBA now. So. You got those connections, absolutely. All right, so for my uh, first yeah. pick, I'm going to go with an all-time legend, most NBA rings, mm-hmm. my man Bill Russell of the Boston of Celtics from of San Francisco. I mean, as a Celtics fan, you just have to appreciate what he brought to the city of Boston. He built that culture of winning championships. Oh, absolutely, 100% he did. Bill Russell is, you know, his, his numbers up in the rafters at USF, um, they still, 
they still talk, they still have his, you know, championship banners from when he was there in, you know, the 1950s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's still a legend there. I'm sure that they still sell his jersey in the bookstore at USF. Oh, I'm that's, sure they probably do. That's my guess. I mean, he's, he's, you know, my dad always calls him the greatest player in NBA history. I mean, he's that talented. Well, honestly. I mean, he was, you know, a generational, once in a generation player. Agreed. Very much agreed. All right. Oh, is so it on to me? Pick. On your second wow. pick. I still have a lot to choose from. I mean, the WCC people, I don't think people understand how deep the WCC Honestly, was. I was looking through just the player of the year awards, and it was mm-hmm. a deep. I could pick a solid 12-man roster. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I do want to have one disclaimer. So BYU did not join the WCC until 2011, mm-hmm. the year after Jimmer Fredette yes. left BYU. So I believe we said Jimmer Fredette's off the table. Jimmer Fredette is off the table. When you had and mentioned so, that, I was like, shoot, that was going to be my second pick. Yep, Jimmer Fredette. I mean, he was he was a bucket, but in but the Mountain a WC- West Conference. Yeah, so not a WCC <laughs> bucket. Not, not a WCC bucket. <laughs> um, so my second pick, I'm going to go with – well, I went point guard, so I guess I got to go with a big guy. I'm going to go Adam Morrison from Gonzaga. Okay. I mean, he absolutely lit it up at Gonzaga when he was there. Um, probably one of the greatest college basketball players um, in the in the 2000s for sure. Mm-hmm. He's definitely oh, yeah. definitely up there. I mean, um, he was just a monster. Agreed. And then he was a bust. And then he was a bust in the NBA, but he killed it at Gonzaga. I agree. So I think for my second pick, we're going to add a little point guard flavor into the, with Bill Russell, we're going to turn in one of the, I think one of the greatest passers of all time, Mm -hmm. John Stockton. Of course. John Stockton. John Stockton. That was going to be, that was going to be my next pick. Went to Gonzaga. Um, won Western Conference, West Coast Conference Player of the Year in 1983 and 1984. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was a phenomenal player both at Gonzaga and, and in Utah. He would have won an NBA championship if it wasn't for Michael Jordan, by the way. Absolutely. Oh, 100%. John Stockton is one of those guys that kind of gets overlooked a little bit in the NBA mm-hmm. just because he played during the era of Michael Jordan, but he was, he was unbelievable. And also mm-hmm. his jersey is up in the rafters at Gonzaga as well. Yeah, he's a good player. Um, oh, 100%. Um, so I'm going to go with some defense here. Okay. And – Actually, I was researching this today. I didn't know this, but Doug Christie. Oh, Doug Christie went he was to on Pepperdine. my list. He was on my list. Doug Christie was a Pepperdine wave back in the day. And he's going to be one of my defensive anchors for, for my basketball team here. I'm going to pair him up with Steve Nash and put him, put him at my two here. Yeah, he was a good player. Mm-hmm. He was on that. He was on the um, the Kings team with Jason Williams and Chris Webber and all them. Oh yeah, huh. Doug Christie. Look at that. Well, if you're gonna go that way, I'm gonna add. I need to add some shooters. So I'm gonna add my man, Mister Game Seven, Kelly Olynyk. Oh, the Clinic Olynyk. Yes, Kelly. I'm going to add Kelly Olynyk to my roster, put him at the four it. next to Bill Russell, get him spread the floor a little bit, you know, 
Kelly Olynyk was a stud. Miss him in Boston sometimes. 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 But for the most sometimes. part, do miss him and his shooting. I still Absolutely. remember the day that Kelly Olynyk left Boston because mm-hmm. we were all at Steve's house. And we were yep. all like, yeah, Kelly left, Kelly left, Kelly left. And it was a great day because we signed Gordon Hayward as well. Because so. that was the same. Uh, we had to clear up some cap space for Gordon Hayward yep. there. And uh, I still I still do miss Kelly on, on the Celtics. I mean, I, you know, he was one of my favorite players for the Celtics, mm-hmm. that Celtics team. Uh, I still remember when he – I think he had 27 – or was it 27 or 30 against the Wizards in that oh, game yeah. seven? That game seven was wild. And my my dad absolutely hated. He still to this day. He still does. Kelly I remember Olenek. talking to Mr. I remember talking to your dad about him. He still hates him. He still talks about it. And he said he said immediately after that game seven, he said, trade him. He said his value's never been higher. I said, Dad, oh. I think the trade the trade deadline's a little bit past. <laughs> but Kelly Olenek. Yep. He's a Gonzaga legend up there. He is. He is. Um, so if you're going to go with Kelly, I guess for my fourth pick, I'm going to go a little athletic here. I'm going to go with uh, a new guy, Brandon Clark. Brandon oh, Clark. that's who I was going to go with next. Good choice. He, Brandon Clark, I don't know if I've ever seen somebody his size be that athletic in mm-hmm. – up close um so i did i did get to shake his hand after one of our games um and brandon clark he's just a big big guy um you know he could have won rookie of the year this year he did he did win he was the 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 mvp of the summer league heading into the year Mm -hmm. um he's just an absolute freak of an athlete um so he'll be him and Adam Morrison will be cleaning up the boards for me. Yes, sir. Now I'm gonna throw it. I'm gonna throw a really wild one here. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if you're ready for this one. Gonna throw him next to John Stockton. The Thunder from Down Under. My man Matt Delavadova. Delhi. Matt Delavadova. Wow. When he played in those 2015 and 2016 NBA Finals, no one would stop him. He filled in for Kyrie. Yeah. Warriors could not find a way to stop him. Absolutely not. I mean, he was he was one of their big defensive anchors too, guarding Steph Curry and everything. He he's just a pest out there. Mm-hmm. No Delhi is is just a pest. No doubt. I loved watching him. I love his heart on the court. He is he definitely puts it all out there, and he deserved the huge contract that he got from the Bucks, even though it didn't Absolutely. turn out so hot. But you know, absolutely, absolutely. And for your final pick to round out your team, Sam. Wow, final pick here. Um, so I'm going to go with another SCU guy, of course. I got I started with an SCU guy. I got to finish with one. I'm going to go with Kurt Rambis. Oh, good choice. Um, good choice. You know, a lot of people don't know that Kurt Rambis went to Santa Clara. I honestly um, didn't before I looked it up. Mm-hmm. And he, um, you know, he was, he was huge for the Lakers back mm-hmm. in the day. And... Uh, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to round him out there. Nice. And for the last pick of this WCC draft, I'm going to pick a more recent one as well from Gonzaga. I like a Gonzaga team. Roy Huchimura, Washington Wizards. Yes. Put the size on the ball. So we're going to go with him. 
will round out my team with Rui Huchimura. Very good Absolutely. player. Very good player. Loved watching him. And yeah, those yeah. are the teams. I yeah. don't know. Rui, Rui is a he's he's a matchup nightmare, to be honest. Um, you know, he he vastly improved um, between years uh, at Gonzaga, and uh, you know, the knock on him in his first year was that he couldn't shoot the ball. So in the second year, he learned how to shoot the ball, and then he was pretty much unstoppable. And then when you paired him with Brandon Clark, I mean, that team was was very very difficult. It was so good. That team was really good, you know, led led by a senior guard. Um, um, oh, can't even remember. Yeah, shout him out. There. He was going to be. He's an honorable mention. Nigel Williams Goss. Oh, Nigel Williams Goss. That's 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 not the guy I was thinking of. I was thinking of Josh Perkins. Oh, Josh Perkins too. Guard. That's right. That's right. I forgot about Perkins and as well. Then they had Gino Crandall coming off the bench. Um, you know, they had Philip Petrusev who was on that bench, mm. even though he. You know, he was WCC player of the year last year. Last year, yeah. Um, and he didn't – he barely played for that team. I yeah. mean, that, that's just how deep Gonzaga – you know, this year, you know, they, they still have Corey Kispert and Joel Ayayi, and um, they have Drew Timmy, who's probably going to be, you know, uh, the uh, the uh, most improved player. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then they have Jalen Suggs, obviously, in their recruiting class. You know, they have one of the best recruiting classes. They have recruiting one of the best recruiting classes, classes yeah. So, I mean, they're just – Gonzaga is going to be tough. Yeah. They're, they're just and they always tough. are. I mean, how but, many – on average, how many points do they usually beat you guys by every year? Be honest. Uh, uh, well, at Gonzaga, it's, it's a little bit worse. It's probably about 45. Um, and you guys aren't a bad team by any stretch. You aren't a bad no, team. We're not a bad team, but going up to Spokane and being in that atmosphere and and, you know – it's tough. I mean, they're, they're always, you know, one of the, one of the nation's top teams and having to go play them there. And even when they come to play us, um, we're, you know, we're a bit more competitive. We were only down four at halftime this past year. We'll see. I'm, I'm hoping we, we can get one against them this year. That, that would be a nice I sure way to, hope so. That'd be a nice way to go off my senior year. year. Exactly. Exactly. 100%. 100%. Awesome. Well, man, it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for hopping on the podcast. Hopefully we'll get you on again once the season kind of gets rolling and we can kind of get an inside look into like your daily life and like what, get the update on Santa Clara basketball, you know? Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It was a wonderful time. Yeah, of course, man. I I think my WCC team would would be yours. I think they might too. You got Steve Nash up there. I don't know. He's kind of a powerhouse. And Adam Morrison in college, dude, I'm telling you, he was a powerhouse too. He was a powerhouse too. So, awesome. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. And we'll see you in December. Absolutely. We'll see you back in mass. Yes, sir. All right, Steve. Awesome. Have a good one, buddy. All right, you too. Thank you. Appreciate it.